day, my name is Ronelda Pele and I am a CISA Labour Advisor at the CISA offices in Durban. Good day, my name is Sashika Ramjiga and I am a Legal Advisor based at the CISA office in Durban. Today we will be providing employers with a guide to distinguish between poor work performance proceedings and misconduct. Sashika, can you please elaborate for us? Thank you, Ronaldo. Poor work performance is seen as a no-fault situation. It looks at whether the job that an employee is employed to perform is done in accordance with the standards required by the employer. Ronaldo, would you like to clarify the difference between a misconduct and a poor work performance? The reality is that misconduct deals with an employee's behavior, whereas poor work performance has to do with the employee's ability to perform his job or task at hand. Now, we are faced with many inquiries from employers who are unsure whether to follow the poor work performance route or whether to take the misconduct route. So can you elaborate further for us, Sashika? Yes, sure. With regards to the client's queries, yes, I agree with the numerous queries that we have with poor work performance and misconduct. It is a requirement on an employer to have a disciplinary code implemented in the workplace, which must be explained and employees must be made aware of what the offenses are and the consequences are should the employee breach that code. The employer is entitled to take disciplinary action against any employee that may breach his disciplinary code. Yes, disciplinary hearing process is to establish whether or not an employee committed an offense and whether the employee may be found guilty of that offense. The employer must investigate the employee's conduct with an intention of establishing whether the employee is guilty and what would be the appropriate sanction to be imposed whereas poor work performance is regarded as a no-fault situation. Now, this effectively means that it is not the fault of the employee, but rather that the employee is unable to reach the standards or the targets which have been set by the employer in the workplace. Yes, that's correct. And just to add to that, with poor work performance, the employer should provide the employee with a reasonable period of time to improve their performance. And that's prior to considering dismissal of the non-performing employee. The employer is required to investigate the employee's performance with the intention to meet a counsel and even train the employee to bring them up to the standard of what is required by the employer. Now, dismissals in this instance for poor work performance is the absolute last option. Yes. So in instances where an employee is in his probation period or has been newly appointed and that employee is unable to meet the standards required by the employer, the employer is then required to assist the employee with the training, with the tools and counseling in order to assist the employee to meet those standards. Whereas misconduct involves the willful or negligent acts committed by an employee. Now, just to give you an example of something that may be considered a misconduct is where we have an employee who has previously met the targets or the standards required by the company and suddenly fails to do so without a justifiable reason. Now, this sort of act would allow an employer to follow misconduct. Whereas with the poor work performance proceedings, the employee cannot be faulted because the employee could not reach the standards or the targets that have been set by the employer from the start. Yes, and we must iterate, Ronaldo, that if the standard requirement of the employer was never effectively communicated to the employee in the first place and no training was provided, then the employer cannot follow poor work performance. 
simply because it is the employer's responsibility to ensure that the employee receives the necessary training and makes the employee aware of what is expected of him or her. The purpose of the counseling is not to punish the employee. It is to assist the employee to recognize his or her shortfalls and to enable the employee to perform better. After the poor work performance meetings are conducted with the employee, and if there is still no improvement in performance, the matter then proceeds to an inquiry for poor work performance. Now, at the end of that, a dismissal may take place. That would be in terms of Schedule 8 of the Code of Good Practice, and this would be justifiable. Yes, thank you for that explanation, Sashika. It is of vital importance that employers remember that all proceedings must be recorded. Whether the employer follows poor work performance or misconduct, all proceedings must be followed. This is to ensure that if a matter is referred to the CCMA, a bargaining council, or a labor court, that the employer has records of all meetings or disciplinary inquiries that were conducted for the employee. Remember that the onus is always on the employer to prove that the dismissal was fair. That is correct. Thank you so much for the information, Ronelda. For more information, visit our website or you may contact your nearest Lisa office. Thank you so much. Thank you.